This week on Glistening Particles. And I bought the unicycle really just so that I could do this challenge and do increase my miles and make more kids smile and laugh when they see me out on that thing because they're all like, whoa, what is that? This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, listeners, this is a special series for the Great Cycle Challenge, where I'm hoping to shine light on some of the riders participating in this amazing fundraiser for Children's Cancer Research Fund. Did you know over 15,700 American children are diagnosed with cancer every year, and sadly, 38 children die every week? These riders are in there giving their time and effort to help change that number and change that story. So if you get a chance, go out and donate, and please support this incredible fundraising effort. Thank you. In this episode, I'm talking with Scott Hybers, and he is part of the great cycle challenge that we're talking about all the month of June 2019. And Scott's got a little bit of a unique story. And when I say unique, I'm leading us right into unicycles. So he's doing all of his miles on a unicycle. And I have to give him a lot of credit because I'm doing 200 miles on a bicycle he's knocking out 300 miles on a unicycle and he's got a great story of how he found this um, type of sport and what it does for his life so with that here is Scott hi Scott welcome to glistening particles hey there Jane how goes it uh it's great I just got done on a ride so that's a good day right well yeah I can't complain with that always good to be <laughs> outdoors and active and doing it for a good cause so let's start with a little context. So where are you in this world? Where do you what's where do you live? So I live in a town called Chesapeake, uh, Virginia. It's just uh, okay. off the Chesapeake Bay, in uh, just near Virginia Beach. Okay, I've never been there. What's like? What is the it's, most beautiful thing about that place? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of new to it. I moved there in 2014. I'm originally from Canada. I was born oh. in Canada, and I've I've moved around quite a bit because of my dad's work. But uh, it's a nice little area. There's a beach right beside us, which is nice. I'm a big surfer, so I like to be able to get out on the water as much as possible. So. You don't usually hear surfers in Canada in the same content, same sentence. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I no, never surfed up there. That's what okay. <laughs> How does one get into surfing when you live in Canada where it's cold, like not surfing? So I really, well, I moved to Canada and I moved to the States, I should say in 99 and then uh, after a while I went back to school I was going to go back to college in Canada and then I realized I went to college for about a year and realized once you're walking in snow I was like I'd rather be on a white sandy beach so I ended up finding a school close to where my parents lived in uh, 
when they lived in North Carolina, that was right on the beach. And so I went there for school and that's where I picked up the hobby of surfing. Okay. That makes a little more sense. How did you get involved with the Great Cycle Challenge? So probably just like you or like many of the people out there, it just one day I was sitting at a little hot dog uh, restaurant that I go to occasionally and it popped up on my Facebook and it said, Great Cycle Challenge, Riding for the Cure. And I'm like, well, what's the cure? So I had to look more into it and it was about riding for children's cancer. And once I saw that, that touched me deeply because I have a friend that passed away from it several Mm -hmm. years ago. And so just, yeah, out of the blue, I found it on Facebook. It popped up and I was like, I got to do this challenge. It sounds really fun. Yeah, I kind of want to know how they manage that mark, that whole uh, marketing channel they have, because almost everybody I've talked to, that's how they found out about it. It just showed up on my Facebook. I'm like, I have some stuff I want to show up on people's (laughs) Facebook. I need to talk to their marketing people. (laughs) Yeah, they do a good job. They're really So how long have you been doing it then? Is it? So this is the fourth year, I guess it's been around. I've been doing it. This is going on my third year. Do you want to tell everybody what the unique, the unique uh, part of your story is in the Great Cycle Challenge? Oh yeah. So uh, I, I do. I've been doing the cycle for three years now, and I've been doing it all on a unicycle. <laughs> um, I started out on a twenty-nine inch unicycle, so it's a, it's like the size of mountain biking tire, and then I worked my way up to this year doing a thirty-six inch unicycle, so I could. And I bought the unicycle really just so that I could do this challenge and do increase my miles and make more kids smile and laugh when they see me out on that thing because they're all like, whoa, what is that? So. I haven't seen a 36-inch unicycle. I've seen smaller ones, but I can't even imagine what that looks like. How do you even get on it? So it, it takes a little practice. It's not as easy as my other ones I have. But uh, you pretty much, I pretty much just hop up and mount onto it. And I kind of let the right foot on the pedal, kind of like mm-hmm. I, have, I have an egg sitting on that pedal, so I don't put too much pressure on that pedal. And I just pop up, and I kind of lean forward a little, and it gets me in that motion to get moved. That's amazing. And how many miles are you doing this year on a unicycle? So this year, I'm trying to do 300 is my goal. So I did 108 miles this weekend, all on the one. Okay, what are you riding on? Are you riding on road or what? Tell so, me more about yeah, this. Yeah, so I do a lot of my area is just mainly roads and uh, trails. A okay. lot of like asphalt paved roads and there's some smaller trails, but a lot of it's flatland because it's near a beach. We don't have too many hills. So it's not like I'm doing the Colorado where people are climbing mountains. I'm not mm-hmm. that hardcore, but I'm doing just flat ground. So I did a ride this weekend. It's called the Virginia Capital Trail. So it uh, starts out in uh, Jamestown, the historic area of Virginia, where kind of the founding of America. And it goes all the way to our capital called Richmond. And it's about 54 miles. So I did that one way. I spent the night in Richmond because I was like, I'm too tired. I cannot most definitely ride back in one day. So then I did the the loop back the next day. And it was killer. It's the hard, oh farthest, I've, farthest I've ridden in one day. And the farthest I've ridden is over two days. So So you basically knocked out a third of your rides in the first two days. Yes. Yeah, I, I really, and you know what? The funny thing is I've been looking at this ride for so long and I thought, what a great challenge. I, this challenge that I'm doing, just this teeny little ride, is nothing like what the kids have to go through. So I was like, you know what? If, I, if those kids are going through that struggle every day, I can easily finish this ride because there was a few times towards the last like 10 miles. I was like, 
maybe I just call a shuttle and give up. And then every time it popped in my head, the, the kid, a kid's face would pop in my head. And I was like, I can't give up for this kid. I can't give up for Liam and all these other kids. I feel like it's changing my mindset. I mean, we talked about this briefly as we started that there's so much more to the challenge. Like I, like you did it because it was something cool and you wanted to help. I did it because I wanted, you know, a challenge. Oh, here's a challenge to do. But then as you get into it and you see the kids and you hear the stories and you make new friends and you see all the excitement. I just checked before we got on the call. It's over $4 million. Wow. That, that's oh, quite impressive. It's mind blowing. I never even knew something like that could happen, you know? And what is it? They're over almost 500,000 miles in three days. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing. And you know what? I'm really glad this challenge, at least that I found the challenge, because for me, uh, it was just a way to way to help out in a charitable form and to give back. And just it once I saw the picture of the first time I saw the Facebook feed and it said mm -hmm. Great Cycle Challenge and it had a picture of the little girl there. And I was just like, oh, my God, she has cancer. Like she looks like she should be out there playing riding a bike, having fun like every other kid out there. And that's what really I was like, okay, I need to do this. I need to get down and I need to help start donating or whatever to the cause. And that's the thing. It's such a grassroots movement. I mean, around the country, all these people are participating and look at what we can do with all everybody doing a bit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. All it takes is a small little bit from each person. And right, right. I also love about what I love about this challenge is people can do it their own way. You know, there's people riding, you know, huge amounts of miles every day and doing, you know, huge amounts of miles. And then there's people that are doing three and, but they're doing it and they're raising money and they're contributing. And I love that it can be, do it from wherever you are and just do your personal best, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's the best thing about this challenge out of any other charity rides I've done. This is one that you set your own goal, your own pace. And who cares if you only get one mile or you only get one dollar raised? You got somewhere. That's the best part. You didn't you didn't give up. So. I know, because I think sometimes people shy away from a 5K or a you know a 20K run or something because they might not be able to do it. Mm -hmm. But this, you just do your own, you do your own thing. You contribute however you can. I have some unicycle specific questions for you from um uh, an authority, <laughs> a, new, a new friend that has some insider information on unicycles. So is there like a favorite um, kind of riding that you do, riding style? Like, So, almost, yeah. Yeah, there's several riding styles that a lot of people like to do. But for me, I got into it as a, uh, when I was in middle school, my, my cousin got one for Christmas one year and I thought, wow, that's really cool. But I really thought, to be honest, it was going to be a chick magnet thing. And I was like, <laughs> high school i'm gonna get all these girls right never never played out though i got on the yearbook that's about all but i was gonna say that maybe backfire on you it kind of did so I, I started out with a small unicycle and worked my way up and once i got to a bigger one and i i started testing my limit on distance and so then that's when i found my passion for distance riding and seeing how far i could go and how far the next time if i could get a mile further than the last time that's so cool. So do you ride it pretty regularly? Yeah, so actually I don't own a bike. I used to have a bicycle in college and then it got stolen. And I, I've just gone back to riding a unicycle and that's all I strictly ride now. 
So. Wow, that's incredible. I saw a picture of you with the, uh, what must be the 36-inch one. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, uh, everyday person like myself would look at that and go, yeah, that's just going to be a head plan, a face plan. That's all that's <laughs> going to happen for me on that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do ask. Um, they're, I'm like, yeah, you want to try it? They're like, I don't want to pay for a hospital bill. I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. But a, a lot of people do ask, and I'm like, yeah, more than welcome to hop up. And I, I give them little tips and stuff, and some of them get it right away, and some of them are like, I don't think I'll ever get this. I'll just stick to two wheels. And I'm like, that's fine. So um, why don't we tell the listeners, or you can tell them, some uh, a few random facts about yourself. So, yeah, uh, I guess three random facts. Well, I'm Canadian, but the funny thing is because uh, I, uh, I have Dutch uh, heritage in my background, I have mm -hmm. thunder, oily olive skin. So I have it funny because I'll be out surfing or something, and a Spanish-speaking person will come up to me and start speaking Spanish, and I'll be like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't speak any Spanish. I'm English. I'm from Canada. They're like, you're not from, like, Mexico or from Argentina or something? I'm like, no, I'm Canadian. <laughs> I've had that about three times happen to me. So what part of Canada were you from? So I'm from a place called Goddard, Ontario. I was born in a town called... Uh, Kitchener Waterloo, but I grew up in a small little town called Goddard. So it's on the okay. eastern side, just outside of Toronto, about I would say three hours from Toronto. Okay. So the major city in uh, Ontario, just above Buffalo. So my whole family, my parents' family, is from uh, just outside of Buffalo, New York, on the Canadian side, near Niagara okay. Falls. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful there, isn't it? That whole area. Yeah, it is. It's. It's really beautiful. The winter, you know, I liked it, but I, I just kind of got tired of the snow, so I had to move to somewhere warmer. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right, what's the second random fact you have for us? Hit us with number two. So number two, I guess, would be uh, in college, I tried a thing called a fire point. It's like fire dancing, like you see in like those Hawaiian films where they're spinning those fire things around. And I kind of got good at it for a while. And, then, so I started doing it on a unicycle, and that was kind of like my trick to fame at all. And before we'd go to bars, I'd, I would do the fire point, and everybody was like, whoa, that's pretty neat. So <laughs> I, I kind of stopped it after a while because I was like, you know what? I never really got too good at it to where I was like, maybe I could make this a side profession. So uh -huh. I just let it go and said, I'm so done. So was that, was that a chick magnet? Did that work for you? No, that was also a fail. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't think anything I've done has been a chick magnet yet, so. but that's okay. So, so um, how does one get involved in um, Firepoi? How does, how does that happen? You know, I, I saw it at, on my campus one day. They had a juggling, like, I guess the juggling club, and one guy was doing it. I thought that looked so cool. I was like, you know, I'm going to have to just try this. So I went to the local juggling store and was like, you guys sell this Firepoi thing? He's like, Yes, here you go, but you're going to not want to light it at first because you might hit yourself. And, of course, I lit it at first and burnt a couple of my hairs. And I was like, okay, well, I learned I learned the hard way. So, so you're kind of a interesting form of a daredevil. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Unicycles and fire boy. Okay, what, let's go to number three. It's got to be. I can't even imagine what's next. So, uh I guess another interesting fact I'd have really is I do a lot of a wake surfing. It's like a side sport of surfing, but you do it behind, behind a boat. So it's like a constant 
uh, wave surfable wave. Mm -hmm. So I do that, and uh, we do it in Florida a lot. And this year, I was able to team up with a dolphin that caught in the same wave as me, and and surf on the same wave because these dolphins love to play in our little wake behind our boat. So I was as I was riding, the dolphin came up and started jumping in the wave right behind me, and you could, I was maybe about like five foot from the dolphin where it was. So. That is so cool. Do you have that on video? Yeah, I do. I have it on a picture. I don't think I got the video. Okay. I need to see that picture. That sounds amazing. Like whenever you can interact with nature like that, especially dolphins, they're the cutest, cutest mammal of the sea. I know. It's it's really cool. My dad's the lucky one. He always gets them. They always come up like on the, there's two sides of the wake and one side he's surfing on and the other side, the dolphin is just playing in the wave right beside Uh him. Like he's he's best friends with the dolphins. I'm like, geez. How did he do that? I know, right? Right. So what is you know, I'm kinda curious actually about what your dad does that you said you followed him around for his work and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so he, he works for a company called Volvo. So it's a it's a big industrial company and he works for the engines, uh, marine engines program. Oh, okay. And they do industrial engines as well, like generators and stuff like that. But they mainly make the marine outboards, uh, inboard outboards. So they do all like for commercial boats and for recreational boats, any day boater, that type of thing. So he almost has to be out there on the water a lot. He does. He, he, <laughs> that, that's his biggest passion, like mine. That's where I, feel, I followed in his footsteps. He was always the one who brought me up sailing. All, I, I felt uh, when I was first summer of being one years old, I remember being in a sailboat and my mom would be like, okay, it's time to go to bed. Or I don't, she told me she would put me in a little, uh, traveling suitcase and that would be my bassinet on the sail. <laughs> Keep me from rolling around on the sailboat. I was like, only back then would parents be allowed to do that. Cause now right. it's like, uh, your kid's in a suitcase. How's that even allowed? Uh, well, as long as they didn't zip it closed or something. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, did they? No, okay. No, no, they didn't go that crazy. <laughs> no, no, they they left it open, and and all of me, me, my brother, and my sister were all in a little traveling suitcase every time we went on the sailboat and stopped over. Aww, that's so, so cute. Mm-hmm. Do you have like some other things that you're interested in trying? Yeah, you know what? There's a few things I've been thinking about. I really have been wanting to skydive. Oh. I haven't tried it yet. And everybody says it's like that big adrenaline rush. And I'm kind of nervous about jumping, but at the same time, like, I feel like I'd be that person that'd be up there like, no, 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 no. And then finally jump and be like, oh, this was awesome. But <laughs> Said almost every other skydiver that tried it, just so exactly. you know. <laughs> right. That's true. I'm the same way with roller coasters. Like, I get on a roller coaster and I'm freaking out to death about it. And then finally, once the roller coaster is over, I'm like, let's go back on it. That was so much fun. <laughs> exactly. That's how adrenaline works. <laughs> exactly. Give me more. Give me more. So do you ever go to the, the children's hospital with your unicycle and entertain the kiddos? I've not yet, but you know, that is a really good idea, Jane. You know, I, sh- I should. And I've what I did recently, I have a smaller unicycle, a little 20-inch. And I gave it away to a kid at my gym, the owner's son, because I told her, hey, I can't ride this thing anymore. I went down and tried it the one time for him, and I was like, it's too small. I don't even know how to get up on this thing. 
So I gave it to him to inspire him to get out riding and to show other kids out there that, hey, there's other forms of riding other than a bicycle. But no, I'd really love to go out to a children's hospital and maybe get involved with that and show them what my unicycle is and show them get me getting up and all that. They would love that. Plus, you just have a lot of enthusiasm. And I think anytime kids are going through things like that, the more you can distract them from what's happening and just entertain them and give them some smiles, you know, I think it'd be so worth it. So we'd love to have um, people donate to your page for the children. So what is your page on the Great Cycle Challenge? So it's a uh, greatcyclechallenge.com uh, slash riders slash Scott Hybers, S-C-O-T-T-H-U-I-B-E-R-S. All right. And I will post it up on the show notes as well. And um, I hope people go out and, and uh, check you out on Facebook and that to see you on your unicycle because it's so cool. Oh, well, thank you, Tim. Yeah, you know, I was going to let you know, I'm not the only one out there riding a unicycle this year. This year, I started a team called Unicyclers. So if you look up under their teams, uh, you can look up Team Unicyclers. And there's a few other of them that we're riding all together on unicycles. So I'm totally going to check that out. I had no idea. How many people yeah. are on your team? So uh, as of right now, I can tell you, I think if uh, I can remember, sorry. Uh, I think there's, I think six of us right now. So, so they're all over the country. So actually there's seven of us in, if you include me. So yeah, they're all over the country and we're all plugging away on our miles and just having a good time and raising money. So that, that's so cool. I had no idea. I thought you were like the only one. I know. One you know what? <laughs> the one and only unicycler. Yeah. I, I thought that too, for the past two years, I, I, I've known like maybe one or two other people that occasionally ride one just just for a couple miles in the thing. But this year, uh-huh. like, I'm going to sign up a team and make a team unicycler and see if anybody. And so I posted it to all my unicycle Facebook groups uh-huh. and people, and they were all like, oh, well, I already ride. I might as well just ride for a good cause and donate money too at the same time. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea, man. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me and telling me all about your story. It was really entertaining. Oh, well, thank you, Jane. Yeah, it was great hearing from you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for working so hard for the kids, too. Oh, no problem. Hopefully they get a smile on their face. Absolutely. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm sure you felt it, too. Scott has a really bright spirit, and he just, like, brings light to what he does, and I'm so excited to see if he gets over to the Children's Hospital to share his unicycling skills and maybe a little fire poi skills. But I also wanted to honor who Scott is riding for at the end of the show here. So he's riding for Stefan, or Stefan? Um, He's riding in memory of a good friend who passed away in 2015 from a long struggle with cancer. He says Stefan taught him so much and he had such a positive outlook on life. He introduced Scott to climbing and with that he was able to meet a ton of new friends. And it's like he was helping him find a new way and new friends in an unfamiliar city. And so... This is the thing. Everyone has a story about someone that they know. So if you get a chance, please go out, donate, and support the Great Cycle Challenge. And watch for more stories coming up this month. Thanks, everyone. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com. 
and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest Random Acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.